Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John Busy Mom Podcast. It is Friday, March 3rd. It's my birthday. Woot, woot. And today we're going to be talking about your boys and the internet. So you guys know that I am looking at your emails and reading them and talking about them with my husband and some people on my staff. And I and we've had a couple of interesting emails come in lately. And I hope that you'll keep sending them to me. So please do podcast at thebusymom.com. Whatever's on your heart, we want to hear about it. And we'd like to address it from a biblical point of view here at the Busy Mom Podcast. Also, from just the perspective of a mom who's sort of, you know, been around the block a few times. Mostly, I learned things from failing, but who's keeping track? So I got an email a couple of weeks ago from somebody, and I'm going to kind of keep her name a secret because I've gotten several emails like this. But she said that her 10-year-old had been, that she and her husband had discovered that their 10-year-old had been looking at naked pictures of women and basically looking at porn, for lack of a better word. And so I thought, you know, this is a great topic for moms to be really open about and not feel, first of all, not feel shame about, because that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to feel like, you know, if your kid looks at porn on the internet, that suddenly you're a failure of a parent and that we fail you. So you get a big F and you can just go on with your life and let your kid do what he's doing. But that would be an easy out. So we're not going to give you an easy out. We're going to encourage you today toward a place of just being authentic and encouraging your children to love and serve the Lord Jesus. And I thought it would be great to have my friend Dorinda back on the podcast with me because I knew she wouldn't be afraid to jump into this because she has, (laughs) wait a minute, five boys. Yes, five boys. you came back. I did. I came back (laughs) because I just have too much fun with you. I can't stay away. (laughs) I know. It really is ridiculous, the amount of fun that we have when we're together. And I, I'm just thinking, okay, so you have, so tell me how, well, I guess for everybody who's sort of new to the podcast, you have eight children. They range in age from what to what? 12 to almost 26. 12 to almost 26. And mine are six to 25. And uh, so I have a little caboose baby that you don't have. Uh, Right. But you have five boys, right? And three girls. And I have five girls, and two boys. So we have almost exactly the opposite. We do. We do. Which Makes is, for completely different f- dynamics at home. So so doesn't your heart kind of go out to this young mom who says that she just yeah. now discovered that her 10-year-old boy has been looking at naked pictures of women online? And and let me just quote to you what she said so you can kind of have a little bit of background. She said that they want, they've upped their security on their kids' devices and they've uh, talked to their son about his actions, but they want to create a safe place for their for their young ten year old boy to talk to him to talk to them without fearing that he's going to be in trouble. So right. I don't know about you, but my first my first reaction to that is I actually want my kids to feel like they're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I actually want my kids to go, oh, this is wrong. 
I, I shouldn't be looking at this. I don't want them to be afraid to talk to me, but I definitely want them to feel the weight of, right. okay, this is wrong. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Like my kid, you know, when my kids go into the refrigerator and I, it makes me so mad. It's one of my pet peeves. But if you go into my refrigerator at night and I have like, I've said, I mean, you know, we live on a budget around here. If I've, I've budgeted certain things for the week and if you go into my refrigerator and you take out, you know, a half a gallon of milk in the middle of the night and use up a whole box of cereal, I'm mad at you in the morning. That's right. You know, I want my kids to sort of feel that. And I don't know that having your children, I think it's good for our kids to sort of feel the weight of, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And this this whole thing that I, I don't I don't know if she intends for it to sound like what it sounds like because to me it sounds like, um, you know, uh, like giving per- almost permission to explore this further and talk and talk and talk and talk about it instead of just saying, this is this is not okay, right? You know, and and do you understand why? But 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 let me back up a little bit first, and I think that. You said earlier, what you said earlier is really good to stay very, very calm through the whole thing. Yes. I think that they need to feel like the gavel has fallen. They need to feel the weight of their own guilt. Yes. And you need to give them the opportunity to do that. And I, you know, my, my first thought is, is to ask questions. Sometimes the, the, the child will come to you and confess before you found out. And sometimes you find out before they confess. And so that's, that's it. That's I a don't know which one's worse. Those are both pretty bad scenarios. I know. But one of the things that I always ask my kids when it comes to just about any wrongdoing is I, I ask them, at, was there at any point in time when you were doing this, that you felt that you were doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and they always preach say yes. good mom, hashtag good mom. And then I say to them at that point, it became sinful for you to be doing this, yep. you know, because they always say yes. And it's usually very early on. They know. And what, and, and the thing that I find interesting about when these types of things happen, kind of these, these bigger things, these are opportunities to, to show our kids their need for Christ. Yes, and to to tell them, you know, this is this happens to a lot of people, and it and it it happens because we're sinful. And you can go back to that whole concept of how we're born sinful, and yep. we tend to go down these roads. And but kids don't own their own relationship with the Lord until they really feel the weight of yes, I am a sinner. Look what I've done. This is this is me and I did this and I shouldn't have and I need forgiveness. You know, so yeah. it's a real pr- precious opportunity if we stay calm and we ask good questions and we try to get them to talk and so I think all of that can it, it, God can work it all out for the good. But we just we need to pray and follow his lead through it. Yeah, I agree. And I meet moms, you know, I I speak and travel for a living and I often meet moms who just cannot even wrap their heads around the idea that one of their sons could get caught up in something like pornography. And I think when we do realize that our son or our daughter, let's be honest, is addicted Mm -hmm. to it, then what happens is the enemies often won the fight by convincing our parents that we are either helpless or not equipped enough to help our, our kids. But the struggle with pornography isn't different, right, than the struggle from any other sin. And the Bible says in Romans 3.23 that Sin affects everybody. And I think this is what we need to tell our kids. Romans 3.23, we have all sinned 
every single one of us, and fallen short of the glory of God. And so I think we ask ourselves as parents first, you know, what sins are evident in our life? And mm-hmm. if our kids are struggling with pornography, we want to let our kids know, listen, you're not alone. We understand right. the struggle because we all struggle with our own stuff. One of the things I saw a couple of years ago is there's so two different ways that you can deal with discovering that your kids are struggling with pornography. The first one was for the father to to see his son uh, online, you know, accidentally kind of see that his son is viewing pornography online and then just scream and yell at his kid and just go, I can't believe that you do that and throw the computer out of the house and, you know, and make right. the kid feel shameful. And the other the other uh, picture depicted a, a parent who went to his child and stood in front of the screen and said, I totally understand your struggle with this. I struggle with it too. Can I, would you pray for me? Would mm-hmm. you pray for me as I pray for you? And then really admitting, and this is such an important thing for dads to do, to admit that the struggle from, you know, with pornography isn't different from the struggle with any other sin. And we are seeing rampant sin in the culture right now. We have allowed it into the church in the name of, uh, you know, same-sex marriage. I'm seeing churches all over my area uh, who are, you know, hey, God doesn't care. He absolutely does care. Sin is what separates us from God. And Jesus died to set us free from it. So we want to help our kids go, you you know, you have a savior. He died to set you free from this mm-hmm. instead of condoning their actions. And so I totally agree with you. I think our kids need to feel not only the weight of the sin, but they also need to see that we struggle That's with right. sin as adults and we struggle as our parents. And it might not be the sin of of pornography, but certainly I think letting our kids know, I mean, honestly, Dorena, you know, this is true. I mean, all we got to do is go to through the checkout stand at Walmart and just right. look at the cover of, I'm totally boycotting a Teen Vogue magazine. It makes me so furious what, you know, their their uh, art, article about uh, abortion and trying to help girls feel better about their abortions. And I think our kids are dealing with this and it's real. It and, is. And we need it to be is. in there. And, and our job is to equip them. And obviously you want to do what's age appropriate. You know, 10 is pretty young, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, it's, it's one of those things, again, we just have to follow the Lord's lead on, but I, I just think, um, you know, pornography is so addictive in nature yes. and that does in some ways set it apart just a little bit more because it, because it has that addictive nature to it. And it's important for our kids to understand that because, um, you know, that same child might never do drugs, you know, yep. that they wouldn't even think of it. But when yep. they understand that, you know, okay, that's addictive, just like drugs are addictive. Well, that one click is all it takes. I mean, they that, say that one hit of methamphetamine is all it takes. And I think the same thing is true, especially for boys. You know, mm-hmm. one hit, if you will, of uh, pornography is really all it takes. And if your kids are online, porn is going to find them. I mean, that's the truth. That's right. And, you know, our kids have a natural, we, we were talking about this earlier, I think, before we started recording, but kids have a natural, um, they have natural curiosities when it comes to the body and different things like that. And so we need to pay attention to that as well. Maybe they yeah. have more questions than we realized and we need to answer some of those questions, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of different, different, different angles, you know, to take it from and things to think about when you're deciding how to approach something like that. But certainly never thinking that your child is beyond or incapable of, you know, um, yep. getting involved in that. But the other thing, the flip side is not to freak 
out, not yeah. to be fearful. You know, we were talking about this, that, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and it's, right. it is scary, but we need to not let the enemy get a, a grip on us in that because he would love to destroy, you know, us or our children through our, you know, overreaction or whatever. And um, instead to just, just to be calm and just to let the spirit, let the peace of the Holy Spirit be with us while we're dealing with these yep. things. I think it's totally right. And I think if you're listening to this today and you have a teen, I mean, especially if you have a 10 year old, 10 year olds, you know, the internet is a really dark place in many respects. And I'm not trying to tell you guys to freak out and just disconnect because you can't. I mean, all your child has to do is go to Starbucks or go to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart or whatever, and there's free internet there. The internet is here to stay. So I, I talk to parents all the time. I'm like, well, our kids aren't around the internet. You know what? You're kidding yourself. Your kids are completely around the internet. It's ridiculous to think that they're not going to see. It's ridiculous to think that they're going to they're going to say no their entire lives and they're never going to get online. But it's a better thing for you to say, you know what? God said that he is going to help you to overcome the temptations of this world. And as your kids get deeper and deeper into the world of porn, if you're not paying attention, what eventually is going to happen is their character will start to erode and mm-hmm. even be destroyed. And I've seen this happen uh with in the lives of people that I know, you know, um in my own personal life, the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7 to 8, that a man reaps what he sows. And the one who sows to please a sinful nature, from that nature is going to reap destruction. That's what the Bible says. And we right. have seen that over and over and over again. So I don't think that you, I mean, I mean, clearly you can overreact. I mean, you can act like a screaming lunatic, you know, freaked out mom running around your house with your hair on fire, or you can do what Dorinda is suggesting. And I totally agree. And that is stay calm and recognize this is the enemy who the Bible says comes to kill and steal and destroy, trying to get a foothold in the life of your child. And the way that you keep that foothold from getting in there is with the word of God. It's to say to your kids, God said, this is sin. And we combat sin with the word of God and with praying with each other and being honest because dishonesty in this area of your life spills over into all other kinds of areas. And basically as our kids give Satan, or as we do, just one Right, one area of our life, it's only a matter of time before the devil pursues and demands other areas as well. So it starts with something like pornography, or it starts with something little like, I'm going to take a little bit out of the till at work, and pretty soon you're embezzling, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I think the enemy, that's how he works. He makes it seem like it's not a big deal. So to the moms who are emailing us and saying, we just don't want to make our kids feel guilty, can I just say, the Holy Spirit is what if if your Holy if the if your if your kids are feeling guilty, which they should be, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's that's not right. a bad thing, and to be able to just say, you know what, actually, I'm glad that you feel bad about this. You should feel bad because this is the enemy trying to get a foothold in your life. That's right, and it's evidence that the Holy Spirit is working in that. Absolutely. Heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for, you know, and I I get questions about this all the time, you know, on my Facebook page over at the Busy Mom. And also, obviously, at the podcast, but I think moms need to be encouraged. When your kids come to you, that's the Holy Spirit inside of them saying, you know, I, you know, you and I have talked about this before, Dorinda, but years and years ago, a long, long time ago, one of my older kids who's now grown and gone out of our home was really struggling with, uh, they had come across some images, you know, in searching a very innocent search on uh, Google. Um, and all of a sudden, our inbox was just filled with pornographic you know, material and all kinds of things. And it took that child years and years to um, erase that thing out of their mind. And Jay and I prayed over our child. We prayed, you know, Lord, Holy Spirit, you know, can you heal 
our, our child's mind from the poison that has come in through the internet. And I think parents need to remember that you have, if you know the Lord, you have the power of God at your disposal and you can pray over the mind of your children. The, the, the Bible is very clear and we're seeing this in the culture. Right now we can't even tell men from women in the culture anymore. It's it's ridiculous. I just saw, I don't know if you saw this yet, Dorinda, or not, but I was just showing my husband the other night, Bruce Jenner did a, a video uh, for uh, President Trump, and he was trying to say that, you know, he was basically saying, you know, if you don't if you don't care about the transgender, we're coming after you. And I just thought, can you see yourself? Because you're a man dressed as a woman, and you still look like a man, and everyone knows you're a man. But the Bible says that the enemy wages war in our mind. That's right. And that's, that's where right. it starts. It starts with all kinds of just little, uh, we give him little allowances and little steps. And we want to encourage our kids and guard their hearts away from those little steps and not toward them because you let, you give the enemy free reign and pretty soon you don't know if you're a guy or a girl anymore. You got all kinds of issues that go well beyond uh, you know, what we consider to be um, you know, between Christians, we just go, well, that's obviously wrong. And pretty soon we've gone into all this murky, swampy area. And man, so if your kids are coming to you and you're realizing they've looked at this stuff, I think you're completely right to say, oh, no, no, this is going to get you in trouble, but not in an, in a condemning way. That's right. In a way That's that right. brings conviction. I think it's important that, um, I, I love what you said about sowing and reaping, which I, I think we need to remember, and you say this all the time, but it doesn't hurt to remind, we continue to speak the word of God into our kids. You know, yeah. we sow the seeds of his word. And we're proactive in our prayer life. Even if our kids aren't currently struggling with sexual sin or pornography, pray for them every day that yeah. God would guard them against the enemy and and do that proactive thing of, you know, front-loading those prayers over your kid. Yes. Yes. I think that's totally true. And when you catch your kids in the act, you know, their first response might be to apologize and ask for forgiveness and say, they'll never, never do it again. Um, and even though their desire might be genuine, it might only be a matter of time before the addiction wins them over again and again. We've seen this with drug addiction. We've seen it with pornography. We've seen it with sexual addiction. And I think it's important for those of you who are, have a teen or even a spouse that's struggling with porn, a promise to change isn't enough. You need to help your husband or your wife or your teen make that promise a reality. And you do it by dragging that sin into the light and praying over it, and getting counseling over it, and realizing that this is a stronghold that the enemy has. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that the Lord has a plan for each of us, a plan to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. And the future of this plan begins with confession. So I appreciate you coming on and talking about such a tender topic, uh, Duran. I know it's going to encourage a lot of moms who are listening today. I hope so. For those of you who have more questions about this, please feel free to email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. If you would like to bring uh, the Becoming Mom Strong Conference to your neck of the woods, Dorinda would love to hear from you. We'll find that yeah. also, podcast at thebusymom.com. And uh, we're hoping to grab a whole bunch of you and get a new conference going for 2018. So we're booking for fall, right, Dorinda, of 2017 yeah. right now, and yeah. the spring of 2018. So if you'd like to bring the Becoming Mom Strong Conference to your neck of the woods, email us, podcast at thebusymom.com. Thanks for spending my birthday with me, Dorinda. Oh, happy birthday. You know there's nothing I'd like more than to spend my birthday with you, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you back here on Monday. 
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.